Welcome. This is Corinne Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, hello, hello. It's summertime here, at least those of us who are living in the Northern Hemisphere. Those are of our friends and listeners and community in the Southern Hemisphere, down under, Welcome to your winter. (laughs) I'm living now triple degree days Fahrenheit, but it's nothing unusual. This is what happens this time of year. So today I'm going to be talking with you about being proud of yourself. And this came about because in the US and actually in Australia right now are the Olympic trials for what is now the 2021 Olympic Games for the sports of swimming. And they're both countries are going on at the same time. So it's been really fun to watch and see what's happening down under and what's happening in the United States. And I watched this morning an interview with Simone Manuel after her race in the 100 freestyle. And it really got me thinking about being proud of ourselves. And so I want to talk with you about that today, about the relationship we have with ourselves and the pursuit of being proud of ourselves. Because this is constantly something that's coming up with my clients in coaching sessions. This comes up in the monster community. I made some very decisive decisions probably about 10 years ago on how I parent and how I coach and how I lead kids based on this information. And so we're going to talk about the definition of proud, which I think is really important, getting it outside of ourselves, getting the approval of being proud outside of ourselves, the transactional relationship we have with being proud, and really cultivating a transformational relationship with being proud. And finally, when to be proud, when is it okay? Okay, so the first thing that I did was I went and looked up the definition of proud. And the dictionary says the definition of proud is feeling pleasure or satisfaction over something regarded as highly honorable or credible to oneself. This is really important to oneself. Another definition is having proceeding from or showing a high opinion of one's own dignity, importance, or superiority. I know that word superiority is like a trigger for me because I never want to think that I'm better than somebody else or, you know, I'm higher up on the food chain. So that one is a bit of a trigger, but, you know, showing a high opinion of one's own dignity, you know, showing and having importance, not that we're more important than somebody else or one person's better, but really believing in your own importance. Here's another definition, having or showing self-respect or self-esteem. Ding, ding, ding. Like if that's what means being proud of ourselves is, is having self-respect or self-esteem, like let's do this. Let's be proud of ourselves. Which one of those helps you overcome the obstacle of really owning being proud of yourself? Which one of those definitions? 
that will allow you to embrace you being proud of yourself and really owning that. What we often do is we often give our own power away by needing to get being proud of ourselves from somebody else, getting the approval. We want our parents to be proud. We want our spouse, our friends, our relatives to be proud of us, our boss to be proud of us. And when we ask for it outside of ourselves, it's that we don't trust our own self or we're worried about being arrogant or overly confident or too much, right? Not enough and too much with our constant struggles. They're both rooted in the same place of shame. But this idea, so then we hustle for it from other people. And one of the things, like I mentioned in the start of the show, is watching this pattern occur over and over with clients where they were so concerned about what other people think. And sometimes they can get concerned about what I think. And I'm always reminding them that it's not about what I think. It's about what they think, what they believe. And so a long time ago, I made a decision that as a parent, as a life coach, or as a swim coach, I don't say I'm proud of you because I don't want them to become, I don't want to groom approval whores is essentially what I'm trying to do. I want them to have their own agency. So I often will ask, are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of you? Look at who you've become. Look at what you've done. Are you proud? Versus me giving them approval of, I am so proud of you. It doesn't mean, right, that I've never said I'm proud of you because there have been a few times that I have gone to somebody and said, I'm really proud of you. And I always add in, I hope you're proud of you. Because that's really the most important thing is it goes back to your relationship with yourself. So we want to be able to give ourselves being proud of ourselves. If other people are proud, I think of that as like a joy eat. It's like eating ice cream. It's delicious, especially on a hot summer day, but it's not something that you're going to nourish yourself with and eat three meals a day with because it's going to be exhausting. So seeking people being proud of you can be exhausting, but it can be yummy and delightful on occasion. But most importantly is how do you nourish yourself? Now, I want to talk about the transactional relationship we have with being proud. We've been culturally programmed to believe in once I achieve X, once I achieve this goal, then I can be proud. So like this week is the Olympic trials. A lot of the Olympians may say, once I achieve making the Olympic team, I can be proud. One of the things that Simone Manuel said in her interview is even when she became an Olympic champion, she wouldn't be proud of herself, right? And that is actually very, very common. I work on helping my clients celebrate their yamey moments. Sometimes they're small yameys, sometimes they're big ones, but learning how to celebrate the milestones, their goals, their accomplishments that were really important for them to do and holding that space for them to be proud of themselves. And it takes actually a lot of courage. We, we have this goal of once I accomplish X, I can be proud. But then when we get there, we're like, Oh, I can't be proud. I've got to go on to the next thing. So we've got to get rid of the transactional relationship. And we have to also learn how to practice 
being proud and receiving it for ourselves, giving it to ourselves and receiving it, but letting go of this transactional relationship. If I do X, then I get to have that because that's really not what being proud is about. And it's a way to create a lot of exhaustion and even add more. You're not enough. And we have enough of that. My question for you is the last time you achieved your goal, think about it, a goal that you had, when you achieved that goal, did you feel proud? Think about that. Did you take it in? Did you own it? Or did you move on to the next thing? Or did you then rechange your goal? So a simple example of this that often would happen with my clients is when I was doing weight loss coaching, I would have a weight loss goal and, you know, the struggles and the messiness and they get to the weight loss goal they had and they're like, oh, and then they start changing the goal. Well, Corinne, you know, I'm still not there. And I'm like, but wait a second, because I would always write down the numbers (laughs) and I'm like, but this is the number. Oh yeah, but actually... I feel so much better at this other weight. So this is the weight that I'm going to be going for now. It was like they were beating themselves up when they accomplished their goal because they weren't at their new next goal. So they never allow themselves the space to be proud of themselves. And I really invite you to take a look at that, not beat yourself up, but create an awareness of, did you feel proud the last time you achieved your goal? Notice what is your pattern, right? And can you take it in? And if you haven't taken it in, practice taking it in, sitting with it, going, wow, that is definitely a skill set that I've learned and I've taught my clients of, wow, look at this. Look what I've done or look who I've become. Wow. And looking yourself in the eyes and being, I did this. It's so cool coaching kids because not life coaching kids, but coaching kids in swimming because they get really proud of themselves when they start to figure out how to do it. And this was the first week of summer and Monday and Tuesday were hard for some kids. It was their first time in the pool since the pandemic. It's a little bit of a rough start for some of them. And by Wednesday, we were doing the simple thing where they jump in, bob across this kind of shallow area, and then they'd swim and then they get out. And this one boy, Simon was like, this is the best day ever. Now on Monday, I wasn't quite sure if he was going to make it on the team, but by Wednesday, he was swimming about three yards. We were making progress and he felt proud of himself and it took us small steps to get there. And he's going to be swimming so much further than he's ever known possible, but he will this summer. But being proud of himself, it's so cool to watch kids because they really embrace it. They haven't had it beaten out of them that it's not okay or, oh, you're being too much or you're being arrogant or you're being cocky. They get to be themselves. And that's my invitation for you. Be proud of you. It doesn't mean that you're better than somebody else. Be proud of you for who you are, for what you can accomplish, for what you can learn, not because you're a better person, but it's really fun to challenge ourselves, go outside of our comfort zones and see what we can do. It's fun, what we can learn, who we can become. So my invitation is to let go of this transactional relationship that you have with being proud. And instead we want to have a transformational relationship with being proud. And that means that we're going to evolve to our best self because we're constantly evolving and learning and who we're becoming is part of our process and part of the journey on this life that we have. The here's the thing. 
it's not linear. I know everybody wants a system. They want it to be A to B to C to D, right? Or level one, level two, level three, but it's not a linear line. I'm letting you in on a little secret. It's not if you do X, then you get Y. Doing transformational work is messy. It takes courage. And oftentimes it feels like you're not doing it right or doing it well. But here's the thing. You may need to trust that you're going through this process and you're doing what you're actually supposed to be doing. And it oftentimes doesn't make sense moving forward. It only makes sense when you look back. Transformational work is messy. There's falling down moments. We get to get back up. But my invitation for you is while you're in the mess, while you're falling down, that's when you be really proud of yourself. And that, my friend, takes tremendous courage. When you're not sure how it's going to roll out, because there's all this vulnerability, right? Uncertainty, emotional exposure, risk. But being proud of yourself in that mess, the fact that, hey, I'm going through this and I'm going to be proud of me and proud of who I'm becoming before you achieve the results. Way better than waiting to achieve the results and then finally being proud of yourself, which is transactional. And my hunch is you're probably beating the crap out of yourself along the way, filling yourself with self-doubt. Because in that space of not being proud, what's the feeling state? My hunch is it's probably shame and fear, which aren't great feeling states to be in to achieve the results that you want. So our goal is to have a transformational relationship with being proud. It's messy. It takes courage. In order to have the emotional energy for courage, what do you need to do to take care of yourself? So for me to have courage, I need sleep. I need good friends. I need downtime. I need t-shirt with words. (laughs) I need words on my coffee mugs. I need to surround myself with where I want to go and reminders of that. And so that's how I refill my courage buckets most every day. I may not talk to friends every day, but there are different things that I do each day so that I can be courageous. And sometimes what I do is I don't do anything because there's nothing left and I need to refill. So being courageous is part of allowing yourself the space to have a transformational relationship with being proud, being courageous to say, okay, I'm going to be proud of myself. There's no outcome that I know of right now of, well, I hit the goal, but I'm going to be proud of myself because today I'm still attempting. Today I'm getting back up and I'm going to go try again. I'm going to be proud because today I'm holding my head up high. I'm going to be proud because of who I am, of how I show up, of how I treat myself. Being proud of ourselves without the accomplishments. Being proud of yourself because of who you are right now. One of the things that Simone Manuel said that I listened to a few times, I went back and it's it's like around the 14 minute mark for those of you who go to that. We'll put the interview on the 
show notes page here, but she said she was so proud of herself. So let me give you an ex- a little backstory. So Simone Manuel is a high level athlete. She's an Olympian. She's a gold medalist and she graduated from Stanford. So high, high, super overachiever. She's a black woman. So in the sport of white people, she's a black woman and very accomplished. And she did not make it to the finals, which is the top eight in her race, the hundred freestyle. And it was pretty devastating. She missed it by two one hundredths. And one of the things she said with a lot of courage, she said, I was proud of myself before I even raced. I was proud of myself before I accomplished anything. And for her, who was somebody who became an Olympic champion and she wasn't proud of herself then, that's a huge shift. And she said, being proud of yourself with the work that you've put in before you even see your accomplishments come into fruition. That, my friend, takes tremendous courage. And my invitation for you is to be proud of yourself with the work that you're doing, who you're becoming, the work that you're doing, raising your kids, leading your teams, you know, helping others, showing up in your life, being with your family without knowing what the end result is going to be. And when we do it that way, the ripple effects of how we show up in the world is hugely positive, right? We wind up rising up together. So when to be proud is to be proud right now. Be proud. Find the things in your life to be proud about. Find the person you are to be proud about, right? And I'm not talking about lying to yourself or boasting about something or, you know, or being proud and not really having something to be proud of, right? But being proud of who you are, what area? So what I mean by not being proud of something, I'm talking about like, you know, if I were to say, oh, well, I'm, I could be such an amazing seamstress, right? I, it's something I could just learn on YouTube. Well, that's really not true. It's not a skill set that I have. Could I learn it? Absolutely. Is that something that is within what I want, the scope of work I want to do right now? No. So I don't need to be proud of that. But I am really proud of who I'm becoming in my paint by numbers, which I need to get back to. That is definitely a courage building thing for me. By being able to learn how to play and being proud of myself for learning how to play and learning how to do stuff that there isn't a tangible benefit, except I'm filling in numbers and seeing something pretty come out and I'm enjoying the process and I'm getting to choose which color I want to get started on, right? It's something that's fun and I can be proud of that. So finding the areas of your life where you can be truly proud of yourself right now before you have the tangible result. So we must stop waiting for someday to be proud of ourselves. Our time is now. Find things to be proud of yourself. Remember, this is about our relationship with ourself. It's about having or showing ourself self-respect or self-esteem. It's about having a high opinion of ourselves. Isn't that what you want for yourself? We so often seek it from others so so that we can have then permission to have a high opinion of ourselves. My invitation for you is for you to have a high opinion of yourself. And when we do that, then we stop giving our power away to others 
for them to be proud of us. And instead, we take that and we say, I'm going to be proud of myself. And we're going to own all our story because there's things that we can be proud of and there's things maybe not so proud of. And that's okay because we're wholehearted people. We're messy. We're brilliant. We're messy. We have great things and we have weaknesses. And that's the brilliance of it all. My invitation for you today is to be proud of yourself now with who you are today, how you show up in your life, your way of being, the work you've put in before you even see your accomplishments come into fruition. Be proud. And when you show up that way, being proud, we all rise up together. That's the ripple effect. I'm smiling big for you. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short. They're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know, what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so 